0: Hey, guys, it's Caleb here, and I wanted to take a second to tell you about our show sponsor, Yellow Force. Yellow Force is a Brazilian health and wellness movement that's based entirely on the benefits of turmeric, which is an ancient Indian root. Okay, this has been used in, in in the world of medicine with its active ingredients, curcumin. Um, which has powerful anti-inflammatory and antioxidant properties. Um, What Yellow Force is able to help you with um, as somewhat of a dietary supplement coming in a capsule as well as a powder format is giving you energy, Um, having those antioxidant properties to keep you feeling good through the day, giving you a boost of energy with their ginseng mix, um, as well as um, giving you a little bit more of a clear-headedness throughout the day so you're able to tackle all those tough tasks that you're going after. Um, like i said comes in a capsule and a powder format and yellow force is moving forward toward the future of health and wellness by going back to our roots okay hence the root turmeric see what they did there um, they've got their morning of mix their turmeric mixed with booster um, you can get into their renewal mix or their Suma plus Kukurman mix. So check them out, Yellow Force, Feed Your Health. You can find them at yforce.com.br or you can find them at facebook.com slash yforce nutrition or on Instagram at yellow underscore force underscore. Sweat
1: Equity Podcast coming from Cigar City Studios in the Toco Works Tocabaga Consulting Office. I'm your host, Law Smith. Sitting here with me is the Lions Pur, Mr. Caleb Fuddy. Woo! That's what his voice sounds like. Our guest today on the podcast, let him hear you. His name's Joe, Joe Sale of Tampa Image Factory.
2: Hey guys, happy to be here.
1: Yeah, see, you got to get right up in that robot dick of a microphone. Oh. Gotcha. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's what I'm saying. If you hold it like a wrapper, uh, I say talk right. If this microphone was a penis, just go right for the dick hole. Just the tip. Yeah, ju- as, 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 but as center of the tip as you can. Like a, the top of a pinwheel hat, you know where the pinwheel actually would, if it broke, where you would have to glue it back on. Gotcha. That's Talking like, to that. Talking to you're, talking the to urethra. <laughs> you know how people have fetishes like real sex where it's like a German guy who's got like, he <laughs> loves to put twigs down his dick hole nice. right in there. Okay. We probably just lost anybody that's older than f- over the age of 50, unless they like dick jokes. <laughs> this is sweat <laughs> equity podcast. This is the realistic, uh, small business startup advice podcast, the anti Tim Ferris podcast. If you will, please do us a favor, go on iTunes, subscribe, rate review. That helps us out. We have a little bit of sponsorship, but we want more. The better the sponsors, uh, the better the the rating the more subscribers not to say anything against our guests sitting here but the better guests we can get maybe we who's the best photographer in the world right now
2: not me but i'm working for it okay
1: well i know the best in our areas yeah well i mean we instantly liked your stuff we we kind of met when we were looking for office space and we thought maybe we could divvy out part of your studio and then i was like you're like, hey, do you like uh, really hot chicks in here? We're like, yeah, yeah, no. yeah d- no, no, no. M- my wife listens to this yeah. sometimes. Yeah, of course, we don't. But uh, tell us, uh, tell us about yourself. Tell us about your company because I'll try to butcher it if I give the the cliffs notes.
2: No, no, by all means. Um, you know, my name is Joe Sale. I'm a professional photographer here in Tampa. Um, I am the owner of Tampa Image Factory, which is a full service photography studio in Tampa and uh yeah hot girls is a part of it but uh <laughs> we also do a lot of you know commercial photography we do a lot of professional headshots and portraits uh family portraits um also a lot of product photography and um photography for marketing purposes uh that's kind of what my specialty is yeah. and uh also a lot of artwork i like to do uh photography for art and um you know being a tampa native i'm very connected and uh i have i feel a very immense kind of connection to the city of tampa so i like to kind of capture those uh, landmarks and, and feature Tampa and a lot of my
0: work. Yeah. It's, it's kind of funny. Joe and I, um, the way I met Joe was we, uh, apparently we look alike. <laughs> uh, we have a lot of parallels kind of in, uh, in, in, in our day to day. You guys
1: are just big white guys <laughs>
0: <laughs> in our, in our kind of day to day activities. And, uh, I guess we frequent the same, the same kind of little rotation of coffee shops here in Tampa. And, uh, I walked into a, one of the coffee shops one day and the the barista, I, I guess, is I don't know if they're still called baristas, but we'll call this guy barista. Um, he looked at me. He's like, hey, Joe, what's up? And I was like, I just rolled with it. I was like, what's up, man? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I don't like don't care. Just give me my coffee. Yeah. And uh, and so then he like he, he gave me the coffee, whatever. We did the transaction. Then I went and sat down. He like said it again. And he's like, Your name's Joe, right? And I was like, No, you said that earlier, but I just like played along with it. And he's like, Oh, you look just like this guy that comes in here. And I was like, Oh, okay, whatever. I came in another time, same thing. He was like, What's up, Joe? And like started laughing. And so then the third time I went in, he was like, Hey, caleb this is joe i was like oh crap what's up and he's just like yeah i guess we look alike and it it happened a couple different times i guess he calls me caleb every once in a while yeah right so (laughs) So, but well then so i started talking to joe and i found out he's a photographer and he's got this studio and i saw a lot of his work and i was like i don't know it's photography can be one of those things where you always know someone who's a photographer right you're like oh yeah I, i got a guy i got a buddy who dabbles in it or whatever he you know he's got this cool package from Best Buy and he can shoot photos. And it's like, no, when when I saw Joe's work, I was like, all right, this guy's the real deal. Um, And I thought so much, uh, so highly of his work. Um, I had him uh, shoot my proposal with Gabby and I. Mm -hmm. Um, And he like went all out, hid hid Mm -hmm. in some bushes, like just went total um, like completely undercover for this thing. Um, and he nailed it, man. So uh, if any of you guys out there are looking for a photographer, if you just want to see some really, really cool work, um, I'm telling you now, Joe sale is your guy. You can check him out at tampaimagefactory.com. Uh, he's local in the South Tampa area. Um, you can go to him on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash J sale photography or slash Tampa image factory. Twitter at Tampa Image Factory, Instagram Photography slash Tampa Image Factory. Those are all the plugs you're going to get right there. Wow. Yeah. Does yeah. not well, get we'll, we'll any put, better than that. We'll
1: put it on the uh, website post as well when this episode goes yeah. up Tuesday yeah. morning. Reference that. So uh, to go to what Caleb was saying, uh, every chick with an Instagram account thinks <laughs> she's a photographer now. We're, we're or, all or photographers. A yeah. Or we're model <laughs> or both. Right. Uh, you know, I love the I love when you look at the. The hot girl's profile on Instagram. And I bet I'm like, I bet this chick has five different job titles and she does none of them. Mm-hmm. It's like model, uh, fashion consultant.
2: Product ambassador. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. Yep. That that means you're <laughs> an affiliate marketer, yep. essentially. Um, getting in that nerd game that I'm in. Uh,
2: Liquor promo. F- yeah.
1: Photographer. <laughs> and then it's like, uh, mo- I don't know. There's a fifth one somewhere in there activist sometimes which annoys me um how do you deal with that here here's i'll tell you i'll tell you my beef i have a lot of people that come up they find out i do i'm a comedian and they find out or actually now it's happening that uh, they're finding out i'm a consultant and either way it'll be pretty i'd say about half the people that i meet and tell them this within I'd say 50% of them probably do something condescending without even realizing it. So I'll give you the comedian one because I know that I've been having that one for 10 years where (laughs) my best friends think it's really funny to tell people I'm a comedian and then leave the room and then I have to fuck – I'm like, fuck (laughs) you guys. (laughs) Now i got to talk to these assholes at this barbecue that I don't even want to be at about comedy uh, and they don't know shit about it where, like, they'll be like, oh, you you do funny skits. Um, So – you should talk to Jerry. Jerry <laughs> is fucking hilarious. <laughs> he, he When we play golf, that guy's the fucking funniest guy. Yeah. And he might be. He might be. Right. All right. So, uh, but I'm like, he can't do the thing on stage. And I've never been the good guy at a party. I've never been that loud guy. Mm-hmm. That's a different animal. Uh, a lot of comedians are kind of introverted. For photographers, I feel like you probably get the same thing because – well, I'm dealing with, with the humor side is everybody has a good sense of humor. Yeah. And then everybody, but they really don't a lot of <laughs> the time. And everybody probably thinks they have a good eye.
2: Very true. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I get what you're saying, too. And I'm, I'm very introverted. Um, so for me, photography is my, my outlet. That's how I express myself. um you know i don't really go out i don't really interact that much unless it's for a networking event or a professional event or full moon
0: or something like that Uh,
2: yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) Uh, so i understand too like social media instagram all that sort of stuff it's almost a necessary evil uh to where i have to put some stuff out there so that i'm relevant and i kind of stay relevant Mm -hmm. same thing with the girls who do all the the product placements and the you know the all the selfies and whatnot so I understand it um you know it's kind of one of those things where if i didn't share my work people would still probably know about me but Mm -hmm. it's good to get it out there and open your base up to more people but yeah i mean people um everybody's a photographer everybody's a comedian everybody's a model you just kind of have to weed through and figure out who's good at what they do and obviously that's who you are and that's who i am and
1: yeah but i mean like uh, same with the consulting part they Mm -hmm. go oh you're okay and it's like (laughs) I I'm like fucking instead of like with stand up they go t- tell me a joke and I'm like f- fuck suck off. my dick. Like yeah. get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <Yeah>. I, uh, <laughs> this church doesn't need that right now. <laughs> no, uh, no, but I'll be like, I'll be like, uh, that it doesn't really work like that. I, mm. I need to be on. St- it's like kind of a different, uh, I'm going to tell you a joke. You're not going to really laugh because it's not, it's not a street joke. Right. It's not. Da- dun, da- dun, dun. It's it something up. I want to, you got to be there and you got to be a little anxious with the crowd and kind of, be in in that noise with the consulting side i'm like all right let's try me i i know i'm young i'm 31 and so people want to try me on that mm-hmm. i can see it a little bit and so i go try me i'll do a strategy right here for you usually i get paid 186.50 an hour for her. so yeah. let's do it just because I'm, I'm starting to get like a little man syndrome with it <laughs> <laughs> like they're like
0: hey i heard your consulting's like try me dude do it i'll fuck you up <laughs> so do do, so i i I don't mean to interject but i've so i feel with photography the the biggest thing and we just had our our last guest on um diamond view studios on on the last episode and they do they do video yeah great guys um really really cool crew um and they were you know kind of throwing out some stats and whereas something like 86 percent of like content will be video by 2017 or 2018 or some 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 big number like that Mm -hmm. and um you know, I feel like w- when you're a photographer, it's almost, y- it's almost probably exhausting playing like the social media game because we all need social media if you're, if you're in business and it's just kind of something you have to do to stay relevant and kind of to get out there. Yeah. But it's, it's kind of one of those things where it's just like, man, like every, like you're just, you're, s- you can be so criticized to be like, all right, I'm a photographer, cause there's so many untrained eyes. Right. And right. it's everybody now that's looking at it who might not really understand good photography or g- understand good I don't want to say artwork because art can be kind subjective, of yeah, yeah. subjective yeah. and based on different opinions. But do you ever feel any of that like pressure with, with some of your social media and being like, I, I'm a photographer, this is a photography platform, I better be good. you ever feel I, that?
2: I do. And um, I, I generally don't <laughs> post as often as some other photographers do because yeah. when I first got started, uh, another photographer in the area named Brian James, mm-hmm. uh, really talented fashion and, and kind of beauty photographer, um, he told me, he goes, Joe only post your best stuff don't post anything else because like pretty good advice if if you post five pictures and the first one's really good and the other four are just eh everybody's going to remember the only the other four they're not yeah. going to remember that first picture that they saw that kind of blew them you know blew them out out of their shoes uh so you really have to kind of take that to heart and I, I see photographers post eight or nine pictures a day and i'm like really the same sunset just a different angle like yeah yeah and, and sunset photography is easy it's, it's not something <laughs> hard to do Finally, uh, somebody yeah. came out and said it. Good <laughs> lord! Dude. So, so I, I take, take that motel yeah, rooms. Exactly. So I take that advice to heart. Only post your best stuff, and um, you know that's kind of a problem for me because there will be four or five days where I don't post anything photography wise. But I'll be happy to post other stuff. You know, stuff that's going on in my life, and yeah, um, I like to kind of be open and upfront about that sort of stuff too.
0: Yeah, and you've got a really interesting kind of like story of how you not kind of like um, you've got a really interesting story of how you fell into photography or how mm-hmm. photography kind of grabbed you and the way you made it um your job and not just your job but your passion you want to like you want to share that with everybody a little bit
2: yeah i'm happy to i mean I, it's it's a big part of who i am it's it's where i why i'm at where i'm at today um you know i used to drink and party with the best of them i used to go out <laughs> and you know friday night would turn into sunday morning really quick and um just make some really awful decisions just do some really stupid shit and not really sure how i only got arrested twice but uh <laughs> that second time that i got arrested man was really uh, really, an, an eye opener for me. Um, sitting in jail and listening to the judge kind of say, "I'm going to release you on your own reconnaissance, but you cannot be around alcohol for your entire you know moving forward. You cannot be around alcohol.
1: What does that mean?
2: Like that was a part of that was a si- part of my probation was you cannot be around alcohol.
0: Not for like for life, but that for that's how I took it. Yeah, was your well, probation good,
2: in
1: Utah? Like how do you uh, uh, like it? <laughs> it's super hard to not be around. Like how do you? Uh, it's I'm literally I'm in my eye line right behind you is two bottles of Tito's and I'm yeah, like it's everywhere it's everywhere so it, you know not if you want to come party in my office <laughs> no, uh, no but I'm saying like how do you avoid something that's almost omnipresent
2: it it is it's everywhere Um, it it, it was really difficult too because most of the friends that I hung out with they were really into that scene yeah. and you know it, it took a lot I mean it, to make that change you have to entirely change your life where. Yeah you can't go out. You can't go to happy hours. You can't go to, you know, house parties or football parties or, you know, you can, if you're strong enough to make sure that you don't take that drink. Yeah. And, um, you know, for me, a part of my, um, release was also that I had to go to AA a couple times a week. Um, I had to go to group counseling and sessions where they would actually test, um, you know, they would do um, P test and, um, swab test to test for alcohol uh-huh. on, on your breath. And, Uh, you know, thankfully that was kind of um, a regulator for me, but at the same time, I I really didn't need it. I was that judge telling me that, I mean, it really just kind of resonated in my head and you know, alcohol's kind of been a factor in my family, um, alcoholism. So I kind of wanted to cut it off while I could and I had the opportunity and I knew I was going to have a lot of time on my hands and didn't really know what to do with it. So I, I figured, let me pick up that camera and see if I can turn that into something and uh luckily it's kind of led led me where i am today and you know drinking is no longer an issue in my life yeah um if i want to have a drink now i can but i don't uh it's just one of those things where um i know that nothing good can really come of it right
1: right it's uh, well i think you, re- you well yeah i was just
0: gonna ask so was the photography aspect was that a was that a part of you beforehand or was it something that you just kind of attracted to in you know maybe some of the downtime you had to clear your head after all this had happened
2: well i had had like a crappy digital camera um and you know i would had been in real estate <laughs> in my previous life so i'd used that digital camera and done some things both for real estate and then also just for my own you know but i never really did anything with it
0: so at one point you were the photographer that you now like probably yeah, just grimace at
2: nobody ever knew i mean no but i mean I, people would say i had th- those were great pictures but i would never really show them to anybody besides friends and family right yeah they, they always say great work anyway so you never know how good you are until you show it to people who have no idea who you are. Yeah, mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. but once I kind of made that decision, I went out, and I think I traded an old antique clock that was given to me and, and my family, and I traded that for a Nikon like D3200, and <laughs> that was the first DSLR that I worked with and just kind of learned the settings and tried to learn the science and the art behind it and just take it day by day. I mean, I would go out for sunsets when I felt like going to happy hour. and Yeah. Um, I would go out and photograph those and try to do unique different things that nobody else was doing. That's so awesome. It,
1: it's yeah, it's one of those things where idle hands can what is it? Idle hands can make the devil's work kind of deal. Uh where you took the that I wrote a bit actually about this. I found it the other day about like uh I took a, like a couple of weeks of just not drinking. And I, I might do it this April. I've been thinking about it. <laughs> uh just because I'm like it's been a while since I've had like just a month of just not boozing you know yeah and so i just as almost like your own little cleanse or challenge or whatever you want to call it and i wrote a bit in that last time i did it uh, three years ago or something like that i didn't drink for like three weeks uh and i remember writing a bit about like oh this shit's boring like i ha- this is i have i eat up a lot now i'm looking at it in a different perspective now i'm looking at it like oh i'm running a business i might have extra hours in my life that I can go hang out with my wife or, or work ahead to be able to go hang out with my wife instead of like coming home after 14 hour days every day and like just bitching about what's going on.
2: Right. I mean, it's all, it all depends on what you want to do when you drink. I mean, some people want to go to bars, other people want to, you know, go to clubs or, um, you know, whatever it might be. I mean, if, if you can drink and not have it affect your life in a negative way, by all means, I mean, I, I'm not one to tell you not to, but um, there's a certain amount of clarity that kind of comes to you after, you know, three weeks or four weeks of not drinking. Yeah. And, um, sitting o- alone on my couch, watching Netflix or, you know, taking my dog for a walk and instead of being around friends and family suddenly seems okay. You right. Know, I, I didn't necessarily yeah. need to be in that scene. And, you know, you, you really find out who your, your real friends are and you lose quite a bit of so-called friends. Um, but they're, it's all about what you make of it, too. Do you I think guess.
0: that Do you think that feels more like more like a positive thing, though, when you kind of lose some of those people? Because you, at this point, you probably you don't just see it, but you probably feel the the bigger mission at hand, right? And when yeah. those people kind of stop calling you, and they, you, they you're you just oh. find yourself, like you said, man, I'm photographing a sunset instead of being at happy hour with with rick and it turns out i don't have a lot of fun with rick anyways and, and it's kind of like probably a burden lifted off right
2: i could still go to happy hour tomorrow and still run into those guys yeah. i mean they're not it's, it's not that they're not doing good things with their life it's just right. the same shit over and over again different weekend different weeknight whatever it might be yeah and uh for me it just took a really long time to figure out i mean you said you're young you're 31 uh you know it was 35 when that when that hit me you yeah. so, know you know for some people Drinking's not a problem and they, they can have fun. They can do good things. But for me, it was, it was an issue. I mean, it was a lot of stupid shit happened in my life because of it. So (laughs) yeah.
1: Anything you can go into detail (laughs) or
2: I've, I've, I was pulled over once driving home, you know, I was hanging out with a couple friends and, uh, you know, we were drinking and doing some other things and I was driving home and, you know, for the first time in my life, you know, I'd been driving intoxicated or drunk Mm -hmm. since I was 21. I mean, just, it happens and I never really got caught doing anything, but um, driving home around the airport and the lanes, all the lane lines just started coming together for the, I mean, I had no idea what was going on. And, uh, apparently I had taken a, uh, like a pain pill of some sort, a really, really strong one on top of all the drinking. And, uh, it, I was pulled over. Um, and the cop was like, I don't know what you're on. I don't really care. I'm getting off. So if you have somebody you can call in three minutes that can be here in less than 10, you're getting off. Wow! So I I, I wow. called I called my Holy mom and shit, dude. Yeah, but that was that was two years before I got my first DUI. I, I only have one DUI, but that was my first. That yeah, w- that should have been a wake up call. Yeah. Right, right. And yeah. I just I I played it off like oh, I was a little too much to drink, a little too much of this, too much of that, and you know I just I, I didn't take it seriously, and for me that should have been the wake up call.
1: Yeah, and it's one of those things where, you know, growing up here, I know. I can't say that I've never driven without having any kind of buzz because that we kind of grew up in, in this area, the pre-Uber, no real taxis, right. and it, it's not blaming it on that necessarily, but it yeah. is it is a factor where you're like, oh, "I'm probably okay after four or five drinks of like hanging out." And most people probably are, but there are instances where you can't have that little Uh, to drink and have like something you didn't even realize could fuck you up that bad
2: yeah and and even after having you know three or four drinks for me and and probably for a lot of people you you can't make an educated decision on what to do and what's right and what's wrong Mm -hmm. i mean you can you can make judgment calls but they're not necessarily good because your judgment's impaired right so uh for me it just went on way too long you know i'm thankful i never really hurt anybody i'm thankful i never ended up in jail for a longer period of time than just two nights you know one one for the DUI and then one for the second arrest which was uh in March of 2013 and you know that was kind of the the big wake-up call for me
1: so so we what we love about this podcast is really hearing a story like this and um and it basically whether you're just young and you don't have a lot of options or you're in that position and you go I gotta figure my life out Mm -hmm. and I'd say the majority of our friends are kind of, in the. he's in his late 20s, uh, Caleb's in his late 20s, I'm pointing, that's bad <laughs> pot. Uh, bad pot. My friends are in their, you know, r- early to mid-30s, and mm-hmm. a lot of them still are like, I don't know what to do with my life kind of deal, mm-hmm. and then I go, well, let's sit down and figure it out, and then sometimes it'll, it'll be like, well, I do want to do this, but how do I get started? So, mm-hmm. I want to hear how you went from like, hey, this is kind of my, maybe my rock bottom to what what like i always it's always there's always going to be some discipline factor in there and i think that's the m- it most interesting part if you have any like uh for lack of a better term life hacks right. uh i think it's <laughs> yeah it's kind of a mom term it to is. use but uh how you how you're like all right time to regroup what you did to kind of take care of that
2: yeah i mean i i i I tried finding, you know, at the time that that happened, I had run my own marketing company and I'd been doing that for four or almost five years over in downtown St. Pete. And, um, when that happened, I was like, okay, how am I going to continue working? How am I going to find a job if I want to just start something that I can just figure out a career and go that route? Mm -hmm. I'd always been in sales and marketing, but never really had that consistent nine to five or eight to six job where, you know what you're going to be doing for the next 10, 15, 20 years. So for me trying to fill out an application online, submit your resume, you have to click that box mm-hmm. yep. and then you have to explain it. I'm like, first of all, it's an online process. My resume is rarely going to get seen, but if you click mm-hmm. that box, it's never going to get seen. Yeah. Um so
1: I always think about
2: that like don't if you pee outside, <laughs> make sure you're not near a school. Like
1: figure that cuz that would be the worst way to be uh like yeah. a cri- like a sexual uh criminal in your area. Yeah.
0: I mean, you've got to come against a really like just pos
2: cop. Hey, you to, get the
1: opposite of the that. cop that pulled you over, and that yeah. I mean, I've yeah. I've heard I've heard it happens yeah. every now and again. So,
2: well, it happened on my second arrest. So that yeah, they're they're out there and they're yeah. just they don't want to deal with bullshit and they're they're looking for ways just to kind of you know uh, do their job, but sometimes they they get a hard on for it. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, it, it, you know you have to thank them for what they do. Um, for me, I, I look at it as a, bl- as a blessing in disguise. I mean, yeah, I got arrested for a seven dollar petty theft. And uh, I had a felony possession of narcotics, uh, which happened to be an empty bag of Molly, mm. um, which I had been doing all day. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, that 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 you was weren't
0: you weren't messed up enough to eat the bag?
2: No, it was Damn. in my front shirt pocket. And uh, these yeah. are called the Trinidad James era. <laughs> these are the <laughs> yeah. the Trinidad James years. Yeah. So I'm just like you know I I thought I was so pissed off at first. I'm like, how do I get put in handcuffs over a seven dollar petty theft not you know the cab driver not wanting to take a debit card that's what kind of led to the whole thing yeah uh once i was in handcuffs the cops started going through all my pockets mm-hmm. i thought i was going to help myself out by saying hey look there's something in my front shirt pocket you need to know about yeah and uh you know he pulls it out he goes oh look what we have here everybody just you know being a dick <laughs> and um you know so that kind of just led to the full-on arrest and um, you know it was a bit of a mess but at the same time it that's the catalyst that got me to where i am today yeah i mean if that wouldn't have happened i Probably would still be drinking and partying and doing stupid shit, and yeah, yeah. So we're
1: in jail. I mean, yeah. you could very well end up on the wrong side of those, uh, like physically on the wrong side of those kind of opportunities that kind of lay themselves out. Experiences and opportunities where it's like, all right, but I want to hear about like, all right. So you had your Trinidad James era, uh, that's over with. Yeah. Your court ordered to go to AA meetings. They tell you you don't have control. It seems like you're not you don't buy into that hundred percent. It's just easier for you to just abstain as much as possible, which yeah. I, I feel is harder. I think I think uh I think that's an easy way. I think maybe people who are more intelligent that are trying to kick booze mm-hmm. I think it's it's an easy for dumber people I think it's easy to just go we don't do with this, I have no control over this. When you you know you do, uh and I think it's harder mentally to n- to know you have control and you're not doing anything.
2: Yeah, I mean, they, they call it white knuckling where you just kind of, uh, you know, you, right. just, you force your way through it. And, um, you know, my dad had some issues with drinking and I had taken him to AA classes and, you know, he he was completely drunk walking in. So, like, I didn't sure. have a very good um, favorable uh, outlook for AA in the first place going into it. But I had to be there. Um the group classes, the group counseling really was kind of an eye opener too. um, you know, in a group of 15, 20 people, 90% of them were there for opiates and pills and yeah, mm-hmm. you know, very few were there for drinking or, or for other drugs. So it was kind of a, you know, the prescription pill is a whole different story, but yeah. Um, oh you yeah. know, the whole thing with AA is that you really just kind of have to give yourself up to at least being there and being receptive and, you hear these stories from other people and it's just amazing what some people go through. Um, and they're still here today to tell their stories and help other people. Yeah. And, um, you know, maybe through my photography and through my efforts of, you know, just being open about these issues, you know, maybe some other people will just kind of open their eyes and hearts to um, making those changes in their lives.
1: Yeah, and I mean, art- artistically, sometimes that, that kind of that low point or, you know, some of that pain or whatever you're dealing with, it can really help your art in a sense. Not it's not conscious. You're not like, well, I'm going to cut myself so I can I can <laughs> have better photography. But yeah. it does it does give you a different perspective because maybe you never you you would never go to see these portraits of people that are in real pain. And then, you know, you can maybe capture some of that. I don't know if yeah, I'm on course. the right course with that or not
2: 100 yeah, percent. i mean I, I i've seen things that most people haven't um not a lot of people have spent two nights in jail and slept on a metal cot which you know in in relation to a lot of these other stories i've heard that's nothing it pales in comparison to some mm-hmm. of these other stories but yeah. you have to be able to to go through you know trials and tribulations in life to really kind of understand a who you are mm-hmm. um be what you want to do with your life and how you want to do it and see how that affects other people mm-hmm. um you know i i blessed that my parents still you know love and care for me and you know I I haven't you know pissed them off to the point where they want nothing to do with me and you know I've got a great family so um, you know I've, I'm sure I've pissed off quite a few people in my life uh, because of the drinking but that's just a, a a side part that you have to learn to accept and uh, you know, hopefully those people will be understanding of your life changes and learn to forgive you. Yeah, yeah,
0: I I think the whole kind of the whole journey and to to see where you are now and i really hope that people do go and, and and visit your you know your website and your social media and they get to see some of your work that you've done um and and i hope that you know the people listening to this will share it so they can kind of get a better understanding of yeah. where where you've came from and where you're at now is is really an awesome place um and the work that you're doing and if you can kind of go into in a, a little bit of detail of, of so you, you find photography or photography finds you. However, it happens. Who cares? Because it happened. And right. That's the, the important thing. Uh, but where did the drive come from to start something like Tampa Image Factory? And where did you really realize, man, I'm, I might be able to do something pretty cool here?
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, there's everybody's a photographer is the saying out there. And, um, you know, there's anybody with a digital camera can take pictures. Um, mm-hmm. It takes a photographer to actually create an image. Um, and nice. I wanted to create an image, hence Tampa image factory, not only for myself, but I wanted to provide a place where, you know, I can, I can call home. I can have my own photography studio, but then at the same time, I can have other photographers that, uh, you know, I respect and that I think their work is great. I can have them come in that, you know, they can either rent space or they can just use the studio to create other, uh, images of their own. And, um, so that's where Tampa image factory came into play. I uh, found an awesome building where I can live upstairs and kind of <laughs> oversee everything that goes on and just, um, you know, be hands on with the studio, but then also, you know, take a step back and just let people use it and create and, and see what they come up with. And yeah, uh, it's a really cool spot. We've got a lot of good gear. Um, you know, if I were still drinking, I would never have the money to accumulate <laughs> that kind of stuff. Uh, it's <laughs> amazing. You know, like, you know, two, $300 that I'd spend on a Friday night. Now that goes towards a new light or a new camera or a new lens. Your uh, shit's expensive, man. Very yeah, very. I mean, yeah.
1: uh, so if uh, one question I wanted to ask before I forget is if there is someone listening that does want to be a photographer, you talked about your first DSLR camera, mm-hmm. that's really like a legit camera. Like, there's a big separation between having, you know, your that old ass like, I mean like a point and shoot, yeah, the yeah. first era of like uh, automatic zoom lens and stuff to the like um, the ones that are like Nikon, Canon, uh, that are for i'm going to try to explain this for someone who doesn't know any of this stuff where you can switch out the lenses it's got the body it's exp- everything's expensive basically
2: yeah where you can create and you can manipulate this camera settings to get the desired effect right I and mean that's that's the, the the crux of any camera is being able to control it mm-hmm. uh, for the lighting scenarios and everything else but um yeah getting a dslr you don't have to go out and spend thousands on a new one um, for me, I traded an old clock that I had for the first one. So find right. something that you don't need in your life and just either sell it and use that money to buy a camera. Um, it doesn't have to be brand new; get a used one. Learn it. Um, you know, watch tutorials, take classes, do whatever you need to do to kind of learn the ins and outs of photography. Um, you know, for me, I never took classes. I never did any of that. Um, I just went out. I had the time. You know, I I went out with the idea that i need to go out and learn the art and the science behind it on my own mm-hmm. yeah um so that i can fully understand it and not have someone else teach it to me
0: yeah what i mean you, it's kind of so for me i'm looking at joe's website right now and i i just think it's it, it's really neat man just just the whole thing and um going through some of your your kind of photos here I remember right around the time we met, you were going to Italy. Yeah. And um, was that kind of one of your first like photo excursion kind of deals where you're like, man, I'm just going to set out and I'm going to do like a whole, a whole series here on.
2: That was my first trip to Europe. Uh, That's cool. And I went with a small group, um, you know, it's called Traver Life. Uh, It's a local travel company and they, they, they put on these tours where it's only 10 people uh-huh. uh so it's a very intimate kind of experience where you're not bogged down with 20 30 people in a group yeah so i went with the sole intention of taking my camera and documenting that entire trip uh we went to florence rome sorrento positano um amalfi coast i mean just all these beautiful places and you know th- i went with the sole intention of just trying to capture it from my perspective being the first time in europe but also as a first time travel photographer
0: yeah
1: yeah and i i remember i i remember that as well and you you came out with a, a, a series of this. What yeah, do we call
2: it? Well, I'm trying to put together a book. Um, yeah, I've never done it before. So, <laughs> just like you know, I've never been on a podcast, I mean, it's all new to me. So, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to do, uh, you know, how to lay it out, whether it's in different chapters for different cities. Uh, really trying to figure out how to, to publish something, whether it be online or in print. Mm-hmm. And uh, really just want to put together a book, uh, Italy First Impressions, you know, my first impressions of, of Italy. Yeah, yeah. Well
0: there's, there's, there's definitely some some amazing shots and for for those of you listening you know go to the website check them out it's under the um what is it the purchase original artwork yep tab i
2: think artwork tab you can see my work
0: yeah and ch- check some of that out definitely check out the shots from italy because some of these thi- i mean i'm i'm definitely fascinated i'm uh mm-hmm. planning on going to italy for the first time uh later this year um and joe and i've kind of talked about that some places to go and, and things to do but it's really cool to to kind of see some of these shots and hopefully what I'll be getting into a little bit. So a little, so d- little bit, some vino.
1: but the part, the part I'm, I'm going to backtrack a little bit, the part where you go, all right, how am I going to teach myself? How, you, you, did you go? Cause I taught myself, uh, pretty much, I'd say 85% of what the nerd stuff I've learned. Mm-hmm. I, it was self-taught. Yeah. Um, now I had, I had good people in my life that guided me. Hey, you need to go do this over here. You need to go, watch this on like udemy or uh to code or stuff like that i had good nautical beacons but they weren't going to sit down with me a lot of the time and really sit down and show me Mm -hmm. um or, or you know here's let's meet up and we'll do a lesson on how to do this how do you how do you teach yourself lighting i mean lighting alone is is i think really difficult what to me what separates you a lot from from being a real photographer is understanding lighting
2: yeah, well, I'm still learning. Yeah, um, you know, every every time you think you have something mastered, there's there's something new that comes out, a different light diffuser or a different um, you know softbox or different lighting technique. Um, so you're always learning. Um, same thing with consulting. There's always something new that you have to be um, mm-hmm. you know kind of looking out for. But um, you know, just when you think you have something down, it's 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 something new. A new camera kind of comes out or a new sensor, and it's just it's it's always a learning. Uh, process so for me I'm I'm thankful for that I have that opportunity to kind of not get stale and um, you know kind of get caught up in my own ways and just get old and stale and always try to do something new.
1: Well, it's tough to be your own continuing educator. I I was talking to my wife last night. And I was like, I think I'm gonna dedicate. I'm gonna do what I consult with doctors and lawyers is you need to take a half day out of your week somewhere in there. And I'm working a lot of Saturdays and Sundays as well and nights and crazy hours right now but Mm -hmm. i'm not focusing on what we need to do internally necessarily well and it's on a routine so i was like i need to just make wednesday afternoon just uh, put it on uh you know put on the vacation uh on vacation or whatever it is responder for email and (laughs) just say get out this is wednesday afternoon this is where i do internal accounts accounting payroll you know, continue education, continuous improvement stuff, because mm-hmm. no one's going to push you unless you push yourself. That's right. If you can get stagnant yeah. and just go, well, you know, I'm at this level and we're doing all right. And then <laughs> something else comes along and you got no value.
2: Very true. Um, same thing in the photo world. I mean, you have to be relevant. You have to continually kind of push yourself to be new, um, create images that people will remember. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's ideally what you want to do on every shoot um you know there's weeks where i have three or four shoots there's weeks where i have six or seven and there's weeks where i have zero um so the, the the weeks that i don't really have a lot going on i use that time to try to reflect on what it is that i'm doing um you know try to reevaluate the equipment that i have how i'm gonna use it what works best for me and stuff that i don't need i get rid of or i i, I sell it and I, I try to help other people as well
1: well and what's great what i was i I've been pitching you to a lot of our, my clients yeah. and it's great because I god I've worked with so many photographers that are just like too flaky and can't get the shit done and yeah. treat it like a business like it should be. Right. And I I've been sending emails and the last one I think I just said I was like, "Look, Joe's going to be there on time. He's <laughs> going to yeah. he's going to get the the photos quickly back to you. You can already see he's good by his uh his body of work and he's going to be he's going to take direction and i'm not creepy
2: i think that was in there oh, yeah. Somewhere. Uh, yeah. The, oh yeah yeah <laughs> the, the only male
1: photogra- photographer that's not creepy <laughs> yeah,
2: thanks it means a lot yeah, no thanks. i mean <laughs> like how <laughs> many
1: how many of those like i'm what i'm thinking of like the waif guys uh, that are everywhere. like yeah, uh, yeah. 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 you si- so you s- those guys still exist big oh yeah. time
2: very much so. yeah they're everywhere um let me take
1: th- new photos of you <laughs> yeah like yes. the uh, just a waify kind of vegany kind of guy
2: well it's it's part of the business too where everybody is a photographer like I said it before um you know I'm thankful to work with great marketing minds like yourself because you understand the value of good photography but um you know there's companies out there that'll just look for the person that'll do it the cheapest and um unfortunately there's photographers out there that'll do it for next to nothing a because they don't have anything better to do right and b because they they're so desperate to you know kind of get some work done for themselves and make a name for themselves but they're watering down the market and, um, yeah. it, it, you know, the client's going to be unhappy with the results. Um, you know, they're not really going to have the content that they need to, to tell their story and what their company does and get that out to the world. So, you know, it's, it's every dollar's worth it. Um, you know, I don't really make a ton doing some of these projects, but at the same time I understand why I'm there. You know, if I don't have to make a dollar on some of these photo shoots, you know, by the time I pay editors and, um, all my equipment and everything else i may not make a dollar but Mm -hmm. for me the experience of working with somebody new um going through that process still perfecting my craft that's invaluable and good
1: work will beget good work exactly you never know like you just did two shoots for two of my clients and you never know they they could have other investments elsewhere there could be other things that they need someone on retainer for uh as long as you keep doing good work it'll it'll come back and I'm noticing in the website development stuff that we're doing for a lot of companies, a, everybody's going to need their, Mm -hmm. we were talking about video off air before we started, but photographer, uh, a good photographer and videographer, you're almost going to have to have that as a business going forward for your online collateral. Yeah. And like you, there's no reason to not. Right. Why would you use stock photo if you could just really spend the effort and time to get someone out there and get that. Every, every website now I'm doing, <laughs> I'm, I'm switching up my, my questionnaire in my tactical list and I'm starting with two things. Do you have photography and do you have the, the branding copy? Mm-hmm. Cause those thing those two things can delay us three months if we just don't start <laughs> immediately because a lot of them don't know their vision mm-hmm. and how to put it out there. So that copy is tough. And I use my friend, uh, Beth Miller uh, as a freelancer and she's out in LA, but she'll, she'll massage that story or a uh, friend, Noel Munez, who you worked with the other right. day, Very who's talented. good at kind of, they both have patience <laughs> that I don't have. Uh, but then also photography. And I, I like, that I can go, all right, Joe, Joe probably be on this. And if he's not, I'll have to find someone shittier, but, uh, <laughs> but like it's the reliability too, yeah. you know? And I like that I can be able to kick out work to you where it's just like, It may not even be the best, you know, for the price for you. But again, you never know how that's going to kind of compound itself.
2: Yeah. And and to be cliche, I mean, I see the big picture when it comes to that sort of stuff. And and when I work with marketing minds and and marketing uh, consultants like yourself, I see that. I mean, I I know that that company you're working with is expecting content that they can tell a story with. Yeah. And nobody wants just to read. Uh, They want to see what it is that that company is trying to say. And um, I take that. Heart. I mean, I, I instead of just taking a headshot, I try to get a little emotion out of somebody, and you know, sometimes it's more difficult than others. Um, <laughs> you know, trying to get some movement instead of just you know somebody just sitting still. Try to show some movement in the environment. So I try to find different creative ways to kind of tell a story, and you know, you put that on a website or you put that on social media, it's gonna get more attention than just hey, here's our our happy Monday post right. or, or whatever it might be um, or Throwback Thursday. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's so much out there that you, know, you just you need that image to go along with the story. Yeah,
0: and, and I think you kind of alluded to it earlier a little bit. and I don't know if maybe you just didn't quite get around to it or you didn't want to say it, but I'll say it it's, it's kind of um y- you know these people if they just would go the extra mile, like, look a little bit further rather than just the cheapest photographer out there, yeah. they'd get what they want the first time because putting together uh you know a website, if you if you use a company like toco Works, you know, th- there's there's only so much any web developer can do. Your photos are going to help tell the story of your company, yeah. and they're going to go on your website. It, it is so important to have those good photos as a first impression
1: and the trend is minimalist, a heavy image mm-hmm. uh, and with overlay text to yep. to get people involved and it's <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like, all right, we need to evoke your your brand somehow, but you know. One thing we've been doing before set up, and I, I, I'm i kicking myself for not doing it a while back with uh, any photographers, or videographers, is setting up a shot list. What do you need? Let's get this done. You know, yeah. really practical shit like that. And so that really helps because it's like, all right, we know you want to say we're, we're these four things as a company. Yeah. How are we going to evoke that via photo? And even then, it's still... Yeah, I'm sure it's still it's still a <laughs> challenge. There yeah, needs I mean, to be alcohol uh, for <laughs> the for, for them <laughs> yeah. to to get loose on that because yeah. everyone's really
2: stiff. Yeah, and it's it's difficult being. I hate being in front of a camera. I'd much rather be behind it. So <laughs> oh, I, that's where this all comes from, yeah, then, huh? Yeah. So I, uh, I I entirely understand. You know, from from being a subject's point of view, I don't like being in front of the camera. So I try to make it as as easy as possible, as comfortable as possible. I'm not good at telling jokes, so if I want somebody to smile, I have to do something stupid or just kind of off the cuff but yeah. uh you know I'll, I'll leave the comedy up to you but um <laughs> that's <laughs> not yeah <laughs> I'll just try well, uh, to be improv with yeah, it. improv that's good. Well, just
1: be like, ah, oh, uh, where are you from? Let's like, keep asking questions. Yeah. And they'll,
2: they'll I, I like those candid things just to kind of come mm-hmm. out, and then I'll just sit there with the remote shutter and, and, and click the shutter when they least expect it, and that's right. usually a, a really good shot. So. Hey,
1: People are usually really good about talking about themselves, Very uh, and you just keep asking them questions like it's a first date, and they'll, mm-hmm. they'll relax a lot of the
2: time. I'm good at that. We had first Well, I bet
1: I had to... <laughs> produce a bunch of digital commercials and you can tell everybody's being super stiff and it's just like all right well i gotta go back to my groundlings classes and figure out how to loosen everybody up yeah. that's not used to doing this
2: yeah it's not easy sometimes and um you know i've, I've been on photo shoots where i've actually b- i'm there because someone else tried to do what i was there to do so i've, I've reshot several photo shoots and um, you know i've only been doing photography prof- professionally for two years i've been doing photography for three years Total, but um, you know, to be asked to come back and do a reshoot um, and try to correct what somebody else did, uh, just kind of falls in line with what we're saying. I mean, like y- you've got to charge a certain amount for your worth because what it is that you do is valuable. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I I relish the opportunity to work with new clients, and um, I work hard to try to please them. Um, whether it's through the photography or getting it done sooner than normal, and you know, trying to deliver them as soon as possible, all that. Is taken into account and um, I just do what I can to make, make people happy. And um, I feel like that's my, that's my mission in life is yeah. just try to help people, whether it's um, on business side or the personal side of photography and try to make things right.
1: Yeah. It Go yeah. ahead. Um, so I want to ask kind of about the future of photography in the sense that one of my uh, really good friends growing up, he's a good friend now, uh, Brian Thomas, he's a photographer um, and he does a lot of free freelance. He's, that you could say some would say at the top of like that kind of game where he's as a journalist, photojournalist, really, he, he'll get the call for the New York times. Uh, last time I was hanging out with him in New York, he was on his, his thing was on the front page Mm. on the Sunday. Wow. Yeah. He got up at like four, had to get out to like governor's Island in New York and like get out there. And then it was, uh, it was on the front page. Amazing! He's doing his own stuff right now. A Florida series, but him, when I, him and I talk, I go, "What, what is the next steps? What do you see as the future of this?" Because he was he, he was explaining to me a few years back that it, it, he feels like it is limited. He feels like he is in this rarefied error as a photojournalist, and I'm like, I, I told him like, "There's got to be something out there." I don't know. I don't know what it is, but yeah. uh, it, it's always necessity breeds innovation, kind of deal. And I know the freelancer world for photographers is fucking rough.
2: It's got to be. I mean, with with the newspaper industry being the way that it is, um, you know, granted, they still need the imagery for their online content and for their papers. But uh, with all the cutbacks and and everything in the newspaper industry, I mean, I haven't personally been in that industry, so I can't speak for it personally. But um, having opportunities, whether it's presented to you by your employer or, or by a company that says, hey, we want you to fly out. We want you to do these type of shots for us. Having opportunities presented to you or making those opportunities happen yourself is ultimately what's going to make you a better photographer. Um, And fortunately, I've had a few presented to me, but I've also gone out and made a lot happen for myself. And um, I think that's kind of what sets aside some photographers from others. Other people are just willing just to kind of go out and take pictures and hope something happens. And um, for me, I'd rather go out take pictures for a purpose know why i'm taking it yeah uh, whether it's for a company or for a client or for my own purposes or to create a piece of art um that's kind of i always have a a a purpose in mind when i'm taking pictures
0: i think i think joe just completely answered uh my my kind of not not necessarily wrap-up question but kind of a question i like to to start wrapping up with and that's what what you want people to know about joe sale the photographer in tampa image factory and um I'd I'd, I'd ask that now, but I I think that I think that literally just summed it up perfectly. Well, yeah, there's Um,
2: there's taking pictures and there's making images and they're two different things. And, um, you know, yeah, I can go out and take pictures, but I really want every opportunity to lead to me making imagery and and to make that image last forever by either printing and framing it or having it used in a magazine or a piece of marketing collateral, um, all that sort of stuff drives me to keep doing what i do i, mean, I can open a magazine and be like hey that's my shot that's awesome you know like i see it i see it for to fruition and then i, I obviously want to keep doing more of that yeah. yeah and
1: i'm i'm gonna need you for my headshot so <laughs> I, I, i've got to get business ones and new comedian ones because i'm using ones from <laughs> when i was 24 so um <laughs> the, the hair's receding a little bit more these days so i was about to say they're like where's law <laughs> it, i kind of have the hulk hogan hair uh I we always wear a hat. hat <laughs> <Yeah. job. laughs> um, anything else? Any, anything you got? No. I want to
0: thank Joe for for coming out, and uh, it's just it's one of those things. If uh, you know, good photography is is hard to find, a- and I think that what Joe's got going on at Tampa Image Factory, people need to uh, to get on board with. At least go to the website, check them out, check out your social media, um, and just thanks for coming out, man. We really appreciate it. It was a
1: pleasure
2: being here. Thanks for having me. Yeah,
1: man. it Goes by fast, right?
2: It does. Yeah. <laughs> Very easy.
1: Yeah. If you have any questions, you want us to uh, throw on on. The podcast. You can hit up Caleb and I. Caleb at c a l e b, not with a K, with the C at t o c o w o r k s dot com or Law at Tokoworks, L a w at t o c o w o r k s. If you like this, why don't you go a little bit further, like Shawshank Redemption? Meet me down in Mexico. Pass this on to a friend. uh, Subscribe, rate, review, five star the shit out of this. But really, we do this uh, for the love of the game, so pass this along, and uh, mahalo.
0: Mahalo, brass. Mahalo.